Sexy Ducklings, we are taking a little break from the usual tra-la-la thing or thang, and we are going to do a special one-off show. I have spent the last six weeks, actually, I got back a week ago, so it started seven weeks ago, but roughly beginning of July 2017 through mid-August of the same year. I was working at a summer camp where I was on the clock 22 hours a day, didn't have really a lot of internet access or even time to read things or hear things. So all of the information I have about what's been happening in the world has come through teenagers who really aren't telling me that much about what's happening in the world, um, or younger than teenagers. So I thought it'd be fun to bring on a very special guest to tell me about the news, or in this case, the olds, because it's all stuff that's already happened. You probably know about it, but this is all a surprise to me. And with the news slash old is very special guest, my sister, Jamie. Hi. Hi, Jake. Hello. So, Jake, Yes. tell me what, if anything, you know about July. How much do you know about this boneless meme? Bone- yeah, I don't know what the boneless meme was. I don't either. You're ahead of me on that. Well, I-, I know that it exists. I know that kids kept saying, hey, is this boneless? Oh, that's hilarious. And then that someone would say, <laughs> that's the boneless meme. Oh, well, I think that most of what I have to uh, share with you has um, more bones than that, more sticking power, more something, hopefully, than the boneless meme. But it comes from all over the place. And to refresh my memory, because we're already in the end of August, I looked at my own social media account and had a couple of issues of Time Magazine. So I'm up on July 2017. That should cover a lot of things. Yeah, so we're recording this on the 21st. We just looked up at the eclipse, just squinted at it like the president because he sets an example for our nation. So yeah, um, warning for all the teenagers out there hoping for a boneless podcast, this is not it. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably picked up on some things along the way and didn't even realize it, but we'll see how it goes as it goes. Should I get started? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Jump so down. your first quiz question, and the whole thing won't be a quiz, I promise, is why is the band... Queen suddenly relevant again. Ooh. This is a good one for you because I know you like Queen. So. I do like Queen a lot. And I did listen to quite a bit of Queen during time at camp because that was a CD that I had with me and the kids would request. They wanted to hear. Just couldn't get enough. Um, I feel like I would have heard something if Freddie Mercury had been brought back from the dead. So that's not it. No. There were those rumors years ago about when uh, Queen started looking for a new singer. They're talking about bringing in Lady Gaga. Being more broad, it's really not so much even a pop cultural thing. Why can Queen possibly have been in the news? Uh, they've taken over the royal family. Pretty close. Okay. Um, more about America's royal family. All right, so they were guest stars on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, has to do with Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Has to do with the words in Bohemian Rhapsody. The people of America right now are all telling you what you should be saying, but you don't know. So um, what no, it was was... the man, Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Yes, stop you right there. That's exactly it. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. There was a guy who was in the American conscious for about 10 days. Mm-hmm. His name was Anthony Scaramucci. Have you heard, am I ringing any bells? Uh, nope. No. Anyway, so people were playing that song for a few days because Donald Trump fired his communications director, the much beleaguered uh, guy whose name isn't as fun as Scaramucci, mm-hmm. and hired this guy named Anthony Scaramucci. And he lasted a total of six official days, 10 days unofficially, before cursing up a storm, talking about 
Steve Bannon doing impossible anatomical things, etc., and then not at all off the record interview and being fired. Wow. Yep. See, I knew people had gotten fired in the White House. Yep. That's about as much as I, I did pick up on uh, Steve Bannon leaving. That happened in the time since I've been back. Yeah. But yeah, Anthony Scaramucci, he was this like super mobstery, slick looking creepy guy from the world of business. And he did not last. He was out by July 31st, between July 25th and July 31st. Wow. And he referred to himself in third person as the mooch. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So he had some problems. And he said he, in his inaugural address to the uh, American people, he said he loved Donald Trump like four to six times. How much he loves Donald Trump is probably in love with Donald Trump, but he didn't go there. Yeah, that was a fun one. How much have we heard about him since his departure? Like, does he have any reality television prospects or... Um, seven hours ago, uh, the latest news headline about him, Anthony Scaramucci hires Jewish activists as a publicist. Mm-kay. He's probably going to come up with a tell-all book about his 10 days in the White House. All right, let's do some brainstorming. What would you name your tell-all book about 10 days in the White House? Uh, my Fandango with Donald Trump. Okay. You know, I'll be kind of the queen. Um, hail to the brief. That's my first one. That's just top of the head. Right? Anyway, the mooch got himself out. All right. So now you know, communications director. Okay. Um, and now there's some new guy. Well, communications have been pristine yeah. uh, in the last yeah. week. So. Nothing, nothing to clean up. Nothing to... Uh, really clear messages on Nazis, white supremacy, all of it. Mm-hmm. They're really running a tight ship around there. Well, they brought in a bunch of military guys, so yeah, that was a fun few days. Okay. Also, the president went and celebrated Bastille Day with the French president and got to go to all sorts of parades and said, this is how we should do things around here. So that was fun. Okay. That was his first international trip. That's true. He doesn't travel much. Well, I mean, he travels a lot, but not outside of the country. And apparently he like met Putin while he was on that trip. And he's like, yeah, Putin was nice to me, unlike you guys. Really? Yeah, so they had quite a few conversations. That's cool that they were able to hit it off like that on their first time meeting, since they've never met each other. Uh, Yeah, it was very sweet. But the big ongoing dragging story that we couldn't let go of for most of July was Donald Trump Jr. meeting with Russian folks during the election and him lying about that and then coming out that the president basically wrote this statement for his son saying that it never happened and denied having ever heard about it having happened. And it was a whirlwind of fun involving the president, the president's family and more Russia stuff because we hadn't had enough of that in May, June, January, February, March, April. Now, I know we only have you for a limited time and the show can't go on for hours and hours, but do you think you could list some of the consequences that will be faced for this kind of perjury and possibly treason? Um, Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Huh. (laughs) The long list. Um, And so last political story I have for you Mm -hmm. is the health care bill. Remember when we were going to repeal and replace Obamacare? That was a thing, right? I think I did hear something about this where Trump reversed his position on that and said, no, we don't need to do that? No, that he, right? said, he said, instead of repeal and replace, let's just repeal and then let it all fail. And Oh, boy, that's even better. Yeah, and then Obamacare will be revealed. There won't be a replacement. And then you guys will be forced to take whatever I can give you. Didn't work. No. That has been a running theme in Trump's moves towards some kind of health care reform. Uh, yeah. Nothing happens. That was the gist. 
the couple of Republicans were like, let's do it. Let's let them think their consequences of their universal health care light. And nobody went for it. It didn't win. They basically gave up when John McCain got a brain tumor. Oh, that's some news as well. Mm-hmm. John McCain was like, eh, maybe I'll vote for it. But it kind of fizzled out. Yikes. Yeah, pretty rough month for John McCain. So that's okay. politics for you. All right. Yeah. And then and then uh, Nazis in the streets. That was a great way. That was like my final night. Kids had all left camp. We have like one last day where we kind of clean up the place and we have a night off where we can hang out without a bunch of campers around. And so somebody pulls out a phone and starts saying like, oh, there are all these guys with tiki torches in the streets of Charlottesville. And that was my welcome back to the real world. Yeah. That's, I won't say it came out of nowhere. I certainly but, wouldn't, no. But it certainly escalated what was the killing of. Did you see the Vice documentary? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was pretty uh, devastating. Like you said, no real surprises, not things coming out of nowhere. I mean, there's the escalation to all of it. But also, seeing that up-close glimpse into that world, kind of freaky. Yeah, yeah. You know, that guy, the young guy, who he wasn't so much a part of that documentary. I always forget his name, but the really nice-seeming, beardy guy who's a real yes. popular white supremacist. Right. I had read it. He's in all the white supremacy magazines, like the kids tape him up on their walls, put him in their locker at school, swap his trading cards. Apparently he's, I don't know, he's a, he's a hot shot as the white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's a legitimate thing. There are popular white supremacists. Yeah, that is yeah I don't, I'm not saying he's a good person in any way. In fact, I'm saying the exact opposite. Really, you? Yeah, weird. Um... Anyway, he, uh, I had seen a, a thing about him a few years ago that really freaked me out because it was about him specifically and how he was like boring white suburban guy who's really charming and nice and not like, I don't know, not a Hitler type or a David Duke type, not a fiery kind of guy. The kind of white supremacist to bring home to mom. Yeah, he was basically the new face of white supremacy. And then to see him again for the first time in a few years and my sort of studiously avoiding white supremacy was pretty creepy. And of course, I still can't remember his name, but anyway. Yeah. That's probably fine. We don't really need publicity. No. You know what? Popular or not, big head honcho, little underling, white supremacists, stay away from them. Yeah. These are easy statements to make. It's just like, this is just off my head. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go through a publicist or anything to say white supremacy is bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's some good stuff. Um, my alma mater, my, my latter alma mater, yes. had a student there who was at the rally, and, and he's not coming back, so... That's nice. Did you see the article from this morning about removing, I think, four Confederate statues from mm-hmm. their campus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, this is the other. So, so I'm talking about a student at Boston. Oh, yeah, well, that's right. You went to a bunch of colleges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't really introduce you very much. You're my sister. We said that part, but you have like a life outside of your relationship to me. Yep. So, yeah, the University of Texas, finally, I mean, I signed petitions, I think, and, and at the very least agreed with people who were advocating for the removal of those statues. Uh, 13 years ago now, 14, <laughs> 13, 14 yeah, years it's ago. Been a bit since. So, and, then, and I know that we weren't the first class to advocate for their removal. So, what I liked about the statement was just the clear language right there in the second paragraph. These statues were erected for purposes of promoting white supremacy and neo Nazism. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad that they admitted that's not the kind of thing I often see out of Texas or anywhere else, really. Mm hmm. 
it was great to have that kind of direct because I've been reading a lot of articles also from other people who are like, uh, you know, actually Robert E. Lee was a, a real war hero and uh, he deserves our respect. And maybe you don't agree with everything, but um, I mean, he did own slaves. Yeah, but he uh, was kind of reluctant about it and he treated them very nicely. I'm mean, not very nicely, but he um, he was a really swell guy by certain standards. Let's just shift this goalpost a little bit more. Good table manners, maybe. <laughs> he loved his mother. Loved George Washington. Knew how to say sir and ma'am when called to do so. <laughs> yes, it was refreshingly unapologetic. But the city of Austin has been dealing with that yes. sort of thing um, with an elementary school and a street also recently. So even if it weren't, I, I'm glad, you know, something spurred them to actually make a change. But yeah, let's not make any mistakes. This is long overdue. It's sort of a climate there where I think they're finally realizing that it's better to make the changes than to bow down to people. Yeah. My next thing on my list is a bunch of movie titles. Oh, yeah, this is exciting because I walked by a movie theater and I saw a poster for the sequel to An Inconvenient Truth, I think. Yes. An Inconvenient or Truth or something. something? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's about all I know about movies. Oh, you know, actually, I have one more interruption before I let you do the thing that I brought you on to Oh, do. no, it's just called an inconvenient sequel. I'm sorry. It's called an inconvenient oh, sequel. Oh, boy. Truth to Power, subtitle. <laughs> that's great. Good. I did not inconvenience myself by going to see it, but it's got a resounding uh, 5.3 on IMDb. Is that still Al Gore in that one? Al Gore continuing his tireless fight to speak truth to power. I would like to think that it's continuing in the literal sense, as in they turned off the cameras for a couple of years, but he was still just standing right there, just kept on talking. I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be. I don't know. It took me a few years to see the Inconvenient original. Inconvenient um, origins. And, and it was pretty much just Al Gore talking, as I recall. Like a super exciting PowerPoint. I heard it's a really good movie. It got a great review in the movie Birdemic Shock and Terror. Which I hear is one of your favorites. It's, I, you would think I would love that movie a lot more than I do. Mm -hmm. And I do really like it, and I refer to it frequently, and I'll quote it. But also, the whole time I was watching it, I just felt sad. Because I felt like the man who made that movie thought he was making a really good, important thing. And it's so misguided. Like, I don't know, something like The Room. Like, Tommy Wiseau believed that he was making something good and important, but it was a different kind of... It was his fictional account about what it means to live and to love. Like, this was a guy who was like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to really open people's eyes here with my movie about birds who dive bomb and then explode. <laughs> Yeah, so I really, I will highly recommend Birdemic, but also a lot of it just makes me sad. Oh. I feel for the guy. July 2017, favorite movie, apparently, was Dunkirk, which I did not see. Did you say Gunkirk? Dunkirk, like the World oh. War One movie. Okay. And it's, you know, a dramatic masterpiece, very epic war thing. So see that, if that's what you like. I love wars. Huh. What series had a sequel or a remake wool in July 2017? Was it Planet of the Apes? Yes. Spider-Man? Yes. yes. And yes. Okay. So yeah, so if you want to see a remake, Spider-Man, apparently mediocre to okay. A lot of people were saying good things. That was one movie that, I think that was maybe the only movie people were talking about at camp was yeah. Spider-Man. 
Uh, I think there was a, a couple mentions of the Emoji movie. I don't think from people who had seen it, but people were mentioning, like, haha, Emoji movie, haha. You know, Emoji movie, yeah. Didn't see that either. Huh. Um, but we were watching an episode of the, have you ever seen the show Comedy Bang Bang, which I kind of hate? I have never seen it, no. I'm very aware of it, but I've never seen it. Well, somebody in my house loved it, so it was on. Okay. And it's a couple of years old, and they made a, like an episode-long gag about an emoji movie. And uh, no, there is an emoji movie several years. I see. Ago. Pretty weird coincidence that we watched it the week it came out. Mm-hmm. The movie we did see was Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I have never heard of this. It was um um uh very cool looking. Very cool looking, but okay. that's not to say for it. It's it's this like romance sci-fi adventure war movie that really succeeds in just looking kind of neat. It stars these actors who I looked at later and are in their like late twenties, early thirties, but I thought we're supposed to be playing fifteen-year-olds. So I I think I missed the point or something. Apparently, like epically expensive, you know, just one of those movies that you just want to like pause it a lot and look at all the scenes. But it was it was cool. It was cool to see and kind of just pretend like the plot wasn't happening. It's a graphic novel, comic book. Uh. It's got a solid fifty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it was Luke Besson is the director, the guy who did oh, okay. Fifth Element yeah. and all that. Yeah, so, you and I saw Fifth Element together once, most of it. Yeah. Yeah, most of it. And then we left early. Yep. Yep. I despise that movie. Well, so that movie, if you, like, look at it, just, like, looking at it with the sound off and not paying attention to the plot, there are certain... I don't even think it looks good. I really don't. I don't like anything about that movie. No, but there are certain things that, like, you're like, wow, that took a lot of effort to make that set. I can understand why people look to him as a uh, cinematographic visionary cinemagraphic a visual artist uh, i i get it but also i don't like anything he's ever done so i'm i'm gonna be with the 49 percent, i think on that one and give that a skip i would say that this is the one that like the movie that was technologically not possible back when this element was being made and so this one is just like throw everything at the wall and see what sticks so visually interesting okay so i'm gonna propose something to you what do you think of this I'm going to go to, I'll go to a drive-in theater. That would work. And I'll pull up in front of uh, the fifth planet or whatever the thing is called. And I'll watch that, but I'll tune my radio to the station for an inconvenient sequel back in the habit. <laughs> and then I'll learn something, but I'll get this, like, oh, planet Earth, look at it now. And it'll show me a planet. And yeah. so I won't know. Like, oh, wow, I can't believe how yellow it's gotten here. I think that sounds good. Yeah. All right. I just need to find a drive-in theater. Mm-hmm, yeah. I have to get a car and a drive-in theater. One that's playing movies from a month the, ago. The, the weirdest S point of this movie is that Rihanna has a large role in it. I forgot about that. Um, okay. Burying the lead. She still has a movie career after Battleship? She doesn't really talk that much. I think that's the key. She mostly just dances. Oh. She plays this like she's just being critter. So, I was like, why is Rihanna in this movie all of a sudden? Very strange. Anyway. There's your full review. That's what you got. That's all you need That's to know. That's the movie I saw. We'll wait for the director's cut on Blu-ray. Yep. Game of Thrones re-debuted, which is oh, a thing. Oh, yeah. No, like. I did hear a lot about that. 
mostly people saying, don't spoil it, don't spoil it, don't spoil it. Yep, that's, well, that's how I feel about it. I saw the first episode in a hotel room in Virginia. So I can't tell you anything about it because the first episode was pretty boring. I have seen parts of several episodes and that has been my review of all of them. Woo! Well, I like some of them, but mostly not enough to buy HBO to get it. But we've, I've seen all of the episodes before this season and I'm just like content to wait. Did you read any of the books? I had a long commute for a couple of months, and I listened to two of the books. Okay. Meh. <laughs> but you like the show? I think the show is, again, it's like one of those things that's kind of interesting to look at. I don't care about battle scenes as a rule, mm-hmm. so I mostly tune out on those parts, but I think that makes the rest of it seem better. Um, Are we done with movies? Did we finish with movies? Yeah. Because I have some movie news. This is a bit older than just this summer. But yesterday I was at a Japanese bookstore with a friend and she was off looking at manga or something. And so I was just going around and I found um, a bunch of Japanese editions of Disney movies. And yes, I thought I would put my fantastic Japanese reading ability to the test and try to read how they translated these movies. So there was like Big Hero 6 was called Baymaxu, which uh, the character in that movie was Baymax, so that makes sense. They just called it Baymax instead of Big Hero 6. Instead of the main character? Well, like, the title of the movie was changed to the name of the character. Oh. I, I don't know. I didn't watch all of Big Hero 6 because it was totally boring. Oh, I did watch Moana in July. That was a thing. Oh, yeah. I tried watching some of that, too, and that, that was boring. It took me three separate Netflix sessions to get through it, but I did. Yeah, I didn't care for it. It was more like a cartoon show. I was glad to divide it up into episodes, practically. And then and I thought it was fine. But, um, oh, I um, there are two celebrity movie-related deaths in July. Oh. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me wrap up my story, and then I want to hear about some dead people. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, do you yeah, no, more, that was, that was, this is just the setup. That's the boring part. Who cares about that? That's just like, that's a typical, like, okay, they changed it to fit the Japanese audience. They changed it to fit the language. But like, it's, it's still basically the same idea. And then I found a copy of Inside Out, which uh, if I am reading this correctly, and my Japanese not not so good, but um, I think good enough that I was able to read the two words that they used for the title of Inside Out. It is no longer Inside Out. It is Inside the Heru. Inside head. Ah, that's a good one. I like it. Yes. It sounds even more fun in Japanese. Is there another Japanese word for head? Or hedu um, is it? There has to be. I'm sure there is. I don't know. But they, yeah, no, they used the English versions of, like, transliterated versions of the English words inside and <laughs> So yeah, no, it's not even the Japanese words for inside and the Japanese word for head, because those are words that have to exist, I'm sure of it. There's no way you would form a language over the course of centuries and not come up with a name for that thing at the top of your body. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, nope. And what about, anything else? Any other good ones? No, 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 that's all. I, they didn't have a very wide selection of Japanese Disney movies. Uh, yeah, I didn't see any Japanese movies. But, um, oh, I did try to see that new creepy Netflix Korean movie. With a giant pig. Okay, I'm intrigued. They promoted it for about a week, and it was a vegan, earth-firsty journey with it. Is all it was like all live action except the giant pig. Uh, that was a super bred pig. It's very creepy. I couldn't. Uh, it was. I can't remember what it was called, but it was that was the weirdest oh. movie I saw in July. I think. I know what I'm watching. 
I did watch a couple movies while I was away because we had um, in the staff area we have a VCR. Mm-hmm. So I picked up some videos tapes before I left. Videotapes. So we watched, yeah, videotapes. I went to a thrift store and picked up what I could find. I got a ham radio licensing guide. No. So you can learn how to. <laughs> Uh, this show would not be allowed on ham radio. You cannot discuss politics. You cannot discuss patriotism over ham radio. <laughs> that is a rule. That's like um, an unwritten rule of the ham radio? No, no, no. That is a written rule. Oh, really? No discussing patriotism. Oh, yeah. That's the name of the pig movie. Okay, <laughs> J-A. Okay. All right. Let's see. I watched Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, which is mm, mwah, perfect. Perfect. Michael Jackson turns into a robot and kills Joe Pesci because he's trying to deal drugs and spiders to children. Um, so that's, you should oh, see that. Oh, God. Yeah, no, you never should thought really that. see that. Uh, the worst haircut I've ever seen anywhere on any movie on Joe Pesci's head. His head do. <laughs> he has like a ponytail, but it's bound really tightly by a lot of ponytail holders. So it's like a really stiff ponytail. And then it's aimed directly like 90 degrees straight up into the air. Oh, okay. I just Googled it. Um, <laughs> right? That's, he calls everyone a cockroach? It looks kind of like it's just like a test back there. Like they flicked back Joe Pesci's balding head and then they like stuck this ugly hair caterpillar on the back of his head and stuck it up about three inches. Yep. Yeah, no. Go hard pass on the Joe Pesci. But he's also we're just like wearing a stupid outfit. Is he? He's the villain. Yeah, no. There's a lot to love about Michael Jackson. Is Moonwalker. <laughs> uh, let's see. I watched. Um, I didn't finish the whole thing. I watched a lot of MVP two Most Vertical Primate. This time, the chimp isn't a hockey player. Now he's a skateboarder and he's hanging out with a homeless kid. Ah, uh, he's very vertical. That's what you do when you're doing a cool skateboard trick. Uh huh. Uh, I watched Dinosaurs, 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 an educational video in which Gary Owens turns into a dinosaur. I'm glad you watched uh, it, not me. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, last one, last one, and then I'll wrap. This was actually um, a friend of mine found this one at Goodwill. It was Richard Simmons and the Silver Foxes. And the Silver Foxes are various celebrities. So you have Al Pacino's dad, Hal Pacino. And you have Sylvester Stallone's mom. The, I can't think of her name, but she lives in Florida and she does like butt phrenology where she reads people's personality based on the thoughts. <laughs> that's re- look that up later that's i wish i could make that up anyway so it's uh, like six different celebrity parents exercising with richard simmons or so we thought she pulls the video out of the case and it says john's birthday slash christmas sing-along 1992 to 1993 or something like that oh no and it's people living at a trailer park passing around songbooks and there's like an acoustic guitar and the biggest harmonica I've ever seen. Uh, so that's my movie recommendation for all of you at home. Give it a watch. If John happens to listen to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Re- John, if you remember, I don't know if you're alive anymore. That was one thing we discussed a lot was how many of the people and dogs in the video, because this was a while ago and they were pretty up there. But uh, if anyone remembers going to John's birthday party in February or to the Christmas sing-along before that, let's see. The video was purchased in northern Washington, but I don't know. It was all sunny and deserty looking outside in Christmas time. So I don't know. I've heard that there are parts of eastern Washington that are kind of desert-like. So maybe it was made in this area. Might have been from somewhere in the south. Uh, Really, if anyone in the country is named John and has ever celebrated a birthday or Christmas (laughs) songs, uh, Radio Network at gmail.com. That's the email address. Let us know. 
Speaking of missing things and Richard Simmons, have you heard of missing Richard Simmons? I have. That sounds like a fun connection. I don't really have much more to say about it than that, except that I read the article on the newsstand when I was in the line at the grocery store about how Richard Simmons has been sadly gone from the public life. Yeah. Speaking of celebrities oh, who yeah. are sadly gone. My celebrity death. Who's dead? Actually, I don't know if this was before you left or not. It was Adam West. Adam West was before, yeah. He died while I was still at work, and in my classroom, we spent a lot of time drawing Adam West oh. portraits. Okay. And, um... yeah. Actually, no, we, we started, we, like, a week or two before he died, we watched the 60s Batman oh. movie. Yeah, I got to share that with 14-year-olds and explain to them that this is what a real superhero is. And then I drew pictures of Adam West to hang on our walls. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was before he died. Oh. Hmm. But very sure. And yes. George Romero also died. George Romero, I did that hear happened that. Like, that definitely happened in July. That happened during the week when I was out in the real world. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was, yes. I remember seeing that in the newspaper. Two sad not a death story. stories for you, and then I have my random roundup of random crap. And I think that would be enough news for your July. You're practically... Yeah, no, I think, I think we are well on our way to a show. How are you enjoying it so far at home? Um, why not rate and review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and all the rest? iTunes? Five stars, like, like, please, please subscribe today. Have you done a podcast before? Is this a new experience for you? Um, I haven't done kind of things since radio. Yes, I remember you doing some radio I stuff, am out of date and out of touch. They didn't have likes and subscribes <laughs> in those days. Uh, subscribe? Well, they had, they had people who would do donations. They were smart and they got money. I'd pay for this myself. Like a sucker. <laughs> Did you know about Otto Warm Beer? Are you familiar with Otto Warm Beer? Otto Warm Beer? Mm-hmm. I know each of those words individually. Warmbier is the surname of a young man named Otto who died. He was taken prisoner by the North Koreans a while ago, I want to say about a year ago, and put into some kind of terrible circumstance like a prison or a prison slash labor camp. And his parents were pleading with North Korea to have him sent back to the United States. And they finally did because his condition was worsening and worsening. And he came back here and he died within a couple of days at the beginning of July. And uh, not to be too glib about this kind of thing, but then by the end of the month, North Korea was testing a viable nuclear weapon that could hit the United States. So um, not a banner month for U.S.-North Korea relations July. Not at all. Um, there's not a lot to joke yeah, about. Wait, so, wait, what did I miss while I was... There nukes? Now? Yeah, yeah, they, they tested a nuke that can go... Or they tested a warhead that can have a nuke. They could technically have a nuke strapped to it. They have nukes that work. They tested it, and it reached a vertical height that if they tilted it on its side instead of going straight up, would allow it to heat far as the east coast of the United States. They threatened specifically to bomb Guam. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout. So let me, let me tell you something about being a camp counselor. It's not a very high-paying job. It's a big commitment. Like I said, 22 hours a day on the clock, working seven days a week. Um, but it does allow me to spend time blowing bubbles and learning new card games instead of finding out that there are nuclear weapons and increasingly sour relationships between countries who own nuclear weapons. Yeah, 
Not to mention uh, one or two of those maybe kicking around in these United States. Oh, yeah, we got plenty. But, we, but the question is then, could we intercept their missile with enough time to allow it to like blow up over the atmosphere or not land on us? And the answer is probably yes. We have about a 14-minute window. So we just need a decisive leader who can take fast action and make uh, the right call. Oh, and so he teases them on the internet. So, yeah, there's no, like I said, there's not a lot of funny things to be said about pending nuclear war. All right, let's, uh, top 10 nuclear war puns. <laughs> Number one. Um, Last truly depressing topic. Then okay. I will go to my goofy gumbo. Uh, nuclear? I don't even know her. Um, a young woman in Massachusetts was found guilty of not first-degree murder, but I believe second-degree murder, or um, texting her boyfriend and encouraging him to commit suicide, and then he did. So cool. She's in jail. They're both teenagers. Pretty weird in the, the legal community of which, you know, I am a part. Yes, you are. The questions about, like, how much of an involvement do you have to have before you're considered actually killing somebody? What's a dictator's favorite number between one and ten? Detton, eight. <laughs> uh, she was sentenced to at least 15 months. So, eh. And she was tried as a juvenile, so if the same thing happens with adults, who knows what kind of sentencing there will be. Oh, that's a good point. So, um, that's why you're a lawyer. Yep. Speaking of law, here's our we're going to our fun news. Oh, good. Yeah, we can. A celebrity do something later. won a dollar. Did you hear this? Celebrity who won a dollar in a lawsuit. No, I don't know about this. Um, it's everybody's favorite Swift, Taylor Swift. Uh huh. So Taylor Swift, a few years ago, a man touched her butt. I can't wait to hear the rest of this story. Not because I want to hear about Taylor Swift butt touches, but because I have heard little residual things floating around Twitter or someplace. By the way, at Tralala Radio. You can find us on there. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm vaguely peripherally aware of this story, but I don't know anything about it. So, well, as butt touchers do, yes. he sued her. He was a radio DJ in Colorado. Her publicist basically was like, get rid of this guy. You know, this guy did this bad thing. You don't want to take it out. He got fired. Yeah. They didn't say you have to fire him, but they said, you know, you probably shouldn't have butt touchers on your staff. So they fired him. We here at the Tralala Radio Network take a very firm stance. Consent for butt touches. Exactly. She did not consent. She was at a publicity shoot or like publicity meet and greet with fans or whatever sponsored by a radio station kind of thing. And she was posing for like picture after picture. So not only did he touch her butt, he denied that he touched her butt under her skirt and and but her, it was a photographing event so her photographer has a picture of <laughs> him reaching and touching her butt so it happened yeah. he sued her for millions of dollars she countersued him for a dollar she won yep. but the the baddest part was her testimony she was very empowered and straightforward and didn't let anybody tell her that she didn't experience what she experienced she was very good. And that's what made Twitter go nuts, I think, was that she was like, no, I know where my butt is. I know what he touched. <laughs> Listen, 
I may not know everything, but I know a thing or two about my butt. Exactly. She wears short shorts. I wear long longs, but they cover the butt. And they said, well, why didn't your security stop My security didn't have his hand on their butt. I did. And then she went off of all social media this week. So that's your Taylor Swift news update. Another Taylor news update. The swiftest news. Oh, that's so much better than Taylor news. The main, um, what? Sorry. Uh, inside joke. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I looked at Time Magazine, right? This was my prep. Yeah. Turns out print is probably dead because I'm looking at several of the things I wrote down as notes and I'm realizing they happened before you left. That Adam West's death. Um, my question for you was why did Skittles go white? But that happened before you left. Why did Skittles go white? Yeah, Skittles. There we go. Maybe it is news to you. Skittles, they, had, they released only white Skittles from them. Why did that happen? They ran out of ink. Or supposedly. And those cartridges are so hard to find. They discontinued them. They'll have to get a new printer. Mm, actually, it's for June, which is why I was like, why did I even have this on here? And the July issue of Time Magazine, because print is slow. It was because that was how they chose to celebrate LGBT Pride Month. Okay. They were like, well, what would you do without the rainbow? I get it. Have a bunch of white skittles. Yep. That's how I celebrate my pride. Yep. White. White. That's exactly. I, don't, I, don't, I think that there was a little tone deficit. I do appreciate it. I, it's, that's good. It's good that even Skittles is trying to make some money off of LGBT issues. But, but um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when I buy into a Skittle and it's white and it turns out it tastes like grape cough syrup, I'm going to spit it out. So, yeah. yeah. I don't normally buy Skittles, but I also didn't buy Skittles during Gay Pride Month. And that was not because I'm anti-Pride, but because I am pro-flavor identification. Also because I don't like Skittles very much. Yeah, I, uh, they're fine. I don't really buy candy, but it's like they decided that they were going to make chocolate with all white inside. Wait, that would just be a Milky Way, right? Bar, three Musketeers bar? What's the one that's a white nougat inside? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Three Musketeers. Am I remembering this correctly? I believe the story of Three Musketeers is that in their early days, they did like a Neapolitan thing. Really? Where they had three different fillings. Oh. They had like three bars and three different fillings. And now you only get one. But I believe that is why it is Three Musketeers. Wow. Learn something new every day when you're going to educate your brother. Yeah, you learn things that might be true. I have birthday cake artificially flavored candy puffs on my desk from Redbird. Southern (laughs) Refresh Mints since 1890. Find them at your local Dollar Tree. They really do taste like a birthday cake. It kind of blows my mind. I think it has as much sugar in each soft puff as a full slice of birthday cake also. Yuck. They make my head spin, but they taste so good. Um, another piece of news from the Old Time Magazine that may have happened in June. I'm going to call this episode Old Time Magazine. Old Time Magazine. <laughs> I like it. Um, is that somebody's man bun was really upsetting to the American people. Whose man bun was it? Chris Hemsworth. Kendall. Oh. Yep. I think that's the old news. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I I don't remember getting upset about dolls in the last few months, so... Yeah, they, well, they had a whole line of Barbies, like, a year or two ago, that was, like, curvy Barbie and tall Barbie mm-hmm. and, 
you know, funky hair Barbie and okay. all these. That is all on brand. That yeah. fits what Barbie has been for decades. And so then they came out recently, sometime in the last several months, whenever Time Magazine picked up on it, with Ken's with various looks then. They're all the colors of the rainbow. They all look vaguely Ken-like, mm-hmm. and they have different sorts of hair, including man buns. Several of them have man buns. Several of them have goatees. Why don't we don't just call it buns? I don't know, but they call it man buns. And people thought that, that was dumb. Kendall's had a bump on the back of their head because it's still made of plastic. Most Barbies, no matter what fashion they have when you get them, they end up bald. Uh, whose Barbie dolls did not... You didn't bald. cut too many Barbie hairs, but I've seen my share of bald Barbies. Yeah, I would say that's the general wall. But yeah, Ken has a sculpted... It actually sort of looks like that, you know, where it's shaved on the side and then it's pulled up on the top with a bun. And people aren't into that. Is there a fashy Ken? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the blonde Ken is now, and, and then uh, um, one of the various black Kens has cornrows, and, and somebody has glasses, somebody has facial hair, etc. So takes all kinds of superficial differences, and some not so superficial, to make a, a culture of Barbie and Ken, of beautiful, shapely people. I bought a doll the other day. Oh, yeah? You bought a doll? Yeah, I bought a doll. It was still in the box. Okay. From a very nice doll. I got a uh, Poe from the Teletubbies. Oh, Okay. So what's interesting about this is uh, it's, it's a pretty straightforward. It just looks like Poe. doesn't have any moving parts. Hard plastic, not very cuddly, which is why it's fine that it's still in the box. The box is the part that's interesting to me because it has some official Teletubby branded copy written on the back of the box. And according to this, the Teletubbies are technological babies. Sounds right. Which I just, I have never heard that phrase used to describe. I mean, it's absolutely true. They have tellies in their tummies. Technological babies. Technological babies. Telly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's the story of me buying dolls. Well, keep it up. And I apologize. I'll never stop. I did cut one Barbie's hair. Uh-huh. But it wasn't really Barbie. Was it, it, was, it was the Beast. Beauty and the Beast beast. He had a ponytail that didn't stay down properly, which might be why the Ken of the future, Ken of the present, has a hard sculpted bun. The Beast never looked right as a human. In the movie or in the doll. Yeah. Have you ever seen the different Beauty and the Beast Barbies through the years? Because they've done like six different versions. I don't know. I'm looking right now at a timeline of Ken through the years. It's reminding me that there was a totally hair Ken, which I had the totally hair Barbie who had hair down to her ankles. But in keeping with the sexist Barbie tradition, Mm -hmm. apparently totally hair Ken had hair of approximately half an inch long, but it was like Barbie style hair instead of hard plastic hair. Wow. That's as totally hair as Ken gets. Really letting it out there, Ken. Yeah. Well, he was wearing uh, purple pleated pants. Let your freak flag fly. That was Ken of the 90s, and uh, it's only gone up from there. Is there any other toy news, music news? Uh, music news. What was, what was hot on the... Did you listen to the radio at all this yeah, summer? I don't really listen to the radio very much. I am in... Uh, I don't know if I can say this on a podcast, but I am an NPR subscriber. Ooh. So. No, podcast listeners hate NPR. Yeah, that's what I hear. Talk I hear radio, the no worst. good podcast. I say that, but I have a friend who makes podcasts for NPR, so I'm not going to say that. And, and stations out here in Nowheresville tend to have really unappealing playlist. Um, if we go a little bit north, I think that that's in big cities. If we go, I don't know. 
know. I mean, I guess I guess I'm from Austin, so I'm used to and, and Boston, which both tend to have a lot of better radio. But out here, yeah, it's, you have to go kind of north, and you'll get a college radio station or two. But in my area, we've got things like Laser, blah blah blah, and the Whale, blah blah blah, and the Shark, and the Tiger, and the Lion. I don't know, but the, the Whale is one of them. And why would I want to listen to a station called the Whale? I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of blowhards. <laughs> anyway, play the saddest music, just all blubbering. Yeah, yeah, but it's all like. Laser, oldies. new wave, the whale, oldies, something else, oldies, or really, really, really poppy pop. Um, so let me tell you what's hot in the music world. Um, camp, I oh, am. Yeah. Uh, kids trap, really big right now. I, I was Nutty Kids Trap. Thought I should look and see what trap music was one time, and then I didn't. So tell me what trap music is. Okay, well this is trap music for kids. It's wholesome music about subjects kids can appreciate. Like, I'm flossing. That's a song. There's one called The Solar System. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. And it tells you, like, lots of good planetary facts. There's dinosaurs. Dino, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Dino, dinosaurs. Or my personal favorite. And there's a lot of great stuff. I mean, I celebrate the whole album. From getting silly to I play outside. Like, all of it top-notch trap music but i love my mom has to be my number one uh, i love my mom i love my mom i love my mom i love my mom when my mom tells me to clean my room i clean my room because i love my mom when my mom tells me that she loves me i say i love you too because i love my mom when my mom tells me to be really quiet i be really quiet because i love my mom i love my mom so that's a track you need in your life. I feel like I feel like I've experienced it without having that's, to do anything. But I mean, I didn't have the beats. True, like but this. I can I can envision them in my mental music box. Okay, well, it's all on YouTube and Bandcamp, probably. I don't know. Check that internet, Kids Trap. It's with an S, surprisingly. We did listen to a lot of Kids Bop as well. Oh no! Um, the Kids Bop version of Evanescence, "Wake Me Up, Wake Me Up Inside." Um, oh no! See good. Uh, or thrift shop by Macklemore. Yeah, I feel like I feel like "Wake Me Up Inside" is like a highly inappropriate song, and thrift shop. You'd be surprised how much censorship they put into the Macklemore song. Okay. I'm gonna rock some tags, which I think it was. I'm gonna pop some tags originally. Yeah. But you can't say pop to children. Okay. Because it's, I don't know, is that like stealing? Is that like they're going to pop the tag off and then... I think that's what it's implying, yeah. I think that's the implication. So I'm going to rock some tags is the kids' bop version. Oh. This is really awesome. Oh, instead of, okay. Yep. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. My favorite description of that song, um, comedian Laura Schoberg said something years ago, back when that song was popular, uh, said that that song sounds like the Weird Al parody of a song that sounds like Thrift Shop. (laughs) Which is maybe the most accurate music criticism I've ever heard. Uh, Let's see, what else was big, though? Um, I don't know who started this, but somebody played Build Me Up Buttercup by The Foundations and then played it again immediately afterward and then played it immediately again after that. And so that became a thing where, like, everywhere I walked throughout the camp, there was somebody listening to that song on repeat. And I learned something about myself. It's that I'll never get tired of Build Me Up Buttercup. I can listen to that song endlessly and I can sing it really loudly, too. 
Um, and the Wake Up Kings. We listen to a lot of Wake Up Kings. I'm sure I could get tired of it. I get tired of almost any song after twice. I really thought eventually I might slip a little bit, might enjoy it a little less. No, I can just listen to that song forever. And I did. Well, everybody has something they love, and apparently what you love is Buttercup. Uh, I think my number one summer jam was Important Day by the Wake Up Kings off of their album Songs to Wake Up To. I woke my kids up with that at full blast many a morning. I played the whole album for them usually, but Songs to Wake Up To, it's it's uh, a list of songs for that'll wake you up for any occasion, whether you're having an important day or you overslept or all your plans are canceled and you have a free day ahead of you. Songs for waking up somewhere unexpected where like you don't quite know where you are and you just look around and you're like, how did I get here? There's a song to wake you up in that occasion. Well, I do have a hard time waking up. Sounds like you need the Wake Up Kings. I think... If there's an occasion that isn't already covered on the album, you can pay them to record a song, or you can pay them a little bit more, and they'll come and wake you up in person. Oh, that's literally a band that that's what they do? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was just a coincidence that they had an album about waking up songs. So far, they just have one album. I'm still waiting for that follow-up, but yeah, just the one right now. My only music trivia, music news, and my list of things, and I'm running down on my list of things, is that there's a new richest celebrity in America. Oh. Well, give me some hints. Let me, let me guess this. Okay. It used to be Beyonce. Okay. Is it Jay-Z now? Is it no. Blue Ivy? No. This person was at number 21 on the richest celebrities list at last year, and this year okay. is now number one. The thing that made them rich is not the thing that made them famous. The thing that made them rich is not the thing that made them famous. Um, bank robbery. Mm, no, it's actually legal enterprise. Um, bank ownership. An ownership. It is an ownership of something. Okay, okay. Um, buying up all the rights to the Beatles songs. They sold something that they had owned, and that's what made them the richest celebrity. Like, they basically made a really big profit. Okay. Uh, let's see. So what could I sell that would move me up the ranks of richest celebrities? Um, I'm going to guess Al Pacino's dad. <laughs> he sold his dad. He sold his dad. <laughs> <laughs> he sold his dad. I, I, I do wonder whether Al Pacino's He combined dad that with all of that Jack and Jill money, and then now he's in a much better place. No, no. It's somebody who's, like, slightly hipper. Than, slightly uh, hipper Al than Al Pacino. Uh, slightly hipper than Al Pacino's dad. Well, that does narrow it down. That doesn't leave me with very many other choices. Uh, it's um, not an answer. Adam Sandler? That's really nice when I say it's not an actor, but no, oh, it's not. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was talking over you because I um, am very amusing. Um, well, I, I like that answer, too. It's not an actor. Adam Sandler? But... <laughs> Uh, no. Um, He's a multi-hyphenate. Actor, producer, writer, musician. It's a man. Um, musician. But, but again, the thing is that it, they sold is it not. Kesha? I heard she has a new album. No, it's a man. Okay. Um, I don't know how rich Kesha is. She just has the dollar sign in her name. Not anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I no, think. she dropped the dollar sign. I'm really excited to hear her new album. Although, I don't know if I should be. I need to find out like what the circumstances are surrounding that. Because the last time Kesha was in the news... I didn't want to do anything that would give money to her producer. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember all that? Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like she was on top of the world because she had that cameo at the end of Gem and the Holograms. And then. <laughs> I don't remember get... that. I did not see that. But... Okay. Well, listen to our Gem and the Holograms episode on 
uh, reboot Scoot and Boogie or whatever that show was called that we did, that we do every week. Okay, just tell me. Tell me who this is. All right. It's sometimes known as Puff Daddy, sometimes known as P. Puffy. Diddy. Sean Combs. Yeah, Sean Combs. I don't know that he's hipper than Al Pacino. He had a time. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Sal Pacino. He had an album in the last five years. He sold his clothing line, Sean John, and he yeah. is now a celebrity. So hold on. When you say he had an album, is it his music or did he just find a bunch of old Biggie recordings and then put some bad vocals on top of that? Because he's done oh. a lot of that. Oh, come on. I don't know. I'm not that hip. I don't know. He promised that he would retire after his album No Way Out 2 in 2016. <laughs> wait, wait, No Way Out 2? That's what the album was called. I don't know okay, if there was good. an album called No Way Out for one again. Not very hip. I but... somehow missed that one because I was never the biggest Puffy fan. That's... Now I have something to listen to. So yeah, so he's the richest celebrity according to Forbes magazine. Well, congratulations. Uh, Sean, if you want to come talk about your success on the show, try the law radio network at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook. I feel so after you made fun of him, he might not, well, he wants to defend his reputation. Oh, we have fun here. We're just, we're just having some goofs. With our old friend who had uh, the song that we loved, you know, the one by Biggie, but then he put some stuff over it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, if the Notorious B.I.G. wants to be on the show, there is always room at this table. Oh, um, you're so generous. We could be the first podcast to have an interview from Beyond the Veil. <laughs> um, speaking of Beyond the Veil, my favorite book that I read in July of 2017 was by an author who's dead. Oh. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. They released a collection by this woman named Lucia Berlin, and she's an incredible writer, and she had a really, really, really hard life, and really, really interesting life. All of her stories are pretty much at least semi-autobiographical, and this book is called A Manual for Cleaning Women, and it's just a bunch of stories about this lady or her other persona, but pretty much about her. Super touching, easy enough read because it's all short stories. They can just pop from one to the next. That's my reading recommendation for your audience. We'll put that on the Tralala book list. You can find that at tralalarecommendsreading.zanga.com. Wow, Zanga, eh? Yep, that's where you can go for all of your reading list recommendations. Find the seal right there on the copy of the book. I lick each one of them myself and then just stick it right on there. Woo! I just left well, one on the air. He deserves a sticker. And the rest of the news, the news of the month is my most popular Instagram post and my most popular Facebook post. Is it so a picture pop- of a cat? No, but we probably, we probably could sandwich? skip these things because who cares? Nope, but, nope, 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 nope. This is why we're here. Okay. This is what the people want to know. Um, what no. is big on Instagram? My most popular Instagram post of the month was uh, actually thanks to you. Yeah, you, you had something to do with it. I made tostones, which are mush, twice fried plantains. You fry slices of plantain, you smash them with a tortilla press given to you by your brother, uh-huh. and then you fry them again. Merry Christmas. And there you go. So, but it was a picture with them and some guacamole and some other stuff. And apparently, if you hashtag anything vegan on Instagram, which this was, I wasn't lying, sometimes I lie, it makes it big. That's all of my meals. I should get a phone and take pictures for the yep. internet. 
I've been really into Vietnamese style spring rolls. Been making that for that's been every meal I've had for the past like four days now. Wow. What do you put in them? Vegetables. Ah. Tofu. Tofu. Vinegar. Oh, okay. All right. I like and do you buy like wrappers and have to warm them up? Yeah, you get some now it's a cooking show. You get some rice paper, you dip yep. it in warm water. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to I thought like, oh okay, I need to when it says warm, I'm just gonna like boil some water and stick it in the boiling water. First of all, that's bad because then you get boiling water on your hands and that hurts. And then it all just like folds in on itself and just turns into a mashed up little ball and you can't use it. You just need warm water. You dip it in the warm water, pull it out, throw a couple things inside, you fold it over, fold over the sides, keep rolling it till it's all wrapped up, give it a minute to set. Mm. Awesome. Beautiful. You just dip it in some soy sauce, maybe some uh, some tahini, mm-hmm. whatever you have on hand. I always thought that was too hard. That doesn't sound too hard. It right? It seems like the most difficult. To, like um, rice noodles. That's the key. You want to make some rice noodles, and that'll kind of fill it up a little bit. Um, and then I throw in some spinach, some carrots, put on some spices. You can put the spices right in there. You can have a little dipping sauce on the side. You blend some stuff, some oil and some vinegar, and whatever else you have around. Mwah. Well, I recommend some cronuts. They are vegan. Okay. If you can eat plantain, you can eat a... I bet I could eat a plantain. I don't know. It's like a starchy banana. Yeah, I eat starchy things. I can eat a banana. There you go. They're delicious. When you smash them, they're almost like... Yeah, they're probably three inches across. So there's... One plantain makes like six little patties and it's delicious. So there it is. There you go. And my most popular Facebook post, ending on a high note, um, is from our family reunion. But, weirdly enough, it was a repost of an Instagram post that got like no like. So apparently our family sticks to Facebook. I heard good things about our family from people who saw that picture. They say we're adorable. They say that we're a very good family and people like us. So if you want to be a part of our family, go online and download adoption papers. <laughs> Send those in to network at gmail.com. I'll get that signed and I'll lick the stamp myself and stamp it right on there. I feel like the last time I did a podcast with one of my sisters, I was doing licking sounds into a microphone as well. <laughs> How does this happen? Well, we just covered all of the most important things about July. Our family reunion, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, War for the Planet of the Apes. All sorts of stuff about Trump. I, I feel pretty accomplished and also really tired. It's past my bedtime. So Yeah, you live in a weird time zone where it's a different time than it is here. I think here. I've got to go to bed so I can go to the gym in the morning. Okay, I think class is dismissed. Go ahead and cower in fear because nuclear weapons are everywhere. Yeah, watch out for that part. I, Trump is still in the White House. How about that? I was really hoping. I was really hoping that I'd say, hey, let's talk about the old news stories. What happened while I was away? Oh, Trump's not in the White House anymore. Yeah, that would be interesting. Steve Bannon left. That's cool. I mean, we got rid of Steve Bannon. That's great. I don't know where he's going to go now and what kind of evil he'll still be able to commit from another position. But hey, There's that Google guy who's teaming up with Milo Yiannopoulos no, or whatever. No, like, don't talk about him. Yeah, no, world's still terrible. Um, So thanks for not taking care of things while I was away, everyone. At least you did this. You missed Anthony Scaramucci. Never had to deal with the mooch. Like that Queen song. Yeah, like the Queen. Song. Or like the what is it, Masked Del Arts or whatever from theater where they have the mask. That's that's what Scaramucci is. Oh, I didn't know that. Learn some art history. <laughs> Thank you. Will do. Proscenium. Ever heard of it? I have heard of Proscenium. Yes. Have you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Have you though? But really, yes. Okay. Um, Just, I didn't know what a scaramouche was. That's all. All right. Well, uh, what do we usually do at the end of these things? We I haven't recorded one of these in a long time. Uh, 
I've said the email address. We're on Tumblr. We're on Facebook. You can download us at a lot of different places. And I don't know if anyone's ever given us a review, but you could do that if you want. That's a fun thing. Um, join our family. Listen to the Wake Up Kings. Listen to Kids Trap. Listen to the Foundations again and 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 again. Support your local technological babies. You can find me on Twitter also, at SymbolJake, A-T-S-Y-M-B-O-L-J-A-K-E. If you find my brother, you probably can figure out who I am. She has a lot of great plantain pictures. I do, at aim to live on Instagram. Mostly plantains and cats. If I had an Instagram account, I would follow you. Oh, we have uh, Bronte Love Kafka probably did some music on this episode, or they will by the time it's done being edited, so uh, you can check them out. They have a Facebook page and a Twitter account that probably hasn't ever been updated, but it's there. They make some music. Give them a listen. Uh, until next year, I don't know, maybe we'll do more podcasts again sometime. That is what this whole thing is about, so uh, keep it in your feed. Bye! Bye. Sexy doctors. This is the end of another fine show. Tra-la-la, tra-la-la, radio. <gasps> I forgot the most important news story. Oh, yeah? What was that? I don't know a lot about it, and I haven't been reading about it because I was going to save it for this. The woman who got 27 contacts pulled out of her eye. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that happened. Is there anything more to that? Um, you know, it's in my Time magazine. Let me see. How did those contacts get in there? How did she kept putting know? it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they were like dissolving? Like what? I have so many questions. I just saw headlines while I was sitting at the airport. And they I have didn't... a disgusting photo of a bunch of contacts that I want to know. You can't have a non-disgusting photo of that many contacts. Well, it's not, it's not the actual one, I don't think. It's a picture. It looks like it's the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's like seven piles of contacts and they look kind of blue. It says, doctors found 27 contact lenses in the eye of a 67-year-old female patient going under the knife for cataract surgery. What I want to know is they don't just, like, go for cataract surgery. No. Like, you have to have eye appointment. Right. Somebody looks in there first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting more questions than answers. Actually, it looks kind of like a pile of, like, seven gushers, blue gushers. Ew. But they're shriveled up stacks of contacts. Yeah. So, uh, blue gushers. <laughs> For pride. In somebody's eye. Seven blue gushers in somebody's eye. What would be the official social issue of gushers? If Skittles are going for LGBTQ. Eye health awareness. Eye health awareness. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Reasonable. Yeah, they're, that's the gist. Um, New that's saline the, flavored gushers. Burst yeah. of saline, everybody. <laughs> you bite in. Oh my god! It's blueberry on the outside, saline on the inside to make you more aware. Um, You'd be very. You would look at that packaging right away and read every word. What did I just bite? <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that that's like an epidemic or a thing that happens more Not than even once. That's too many times. No. And over contacting in 2017. She probably had 30 years worth of contacts just hanging out in there. I've gotten a contact stuck in my eye before. Like, I've accidentally, I thought I got it out, and it was, like, hiding under the eyelash, and I put in a second contact. Like, it's not something that's happened very many times in my life, but when it's happened, you become acutely aware right away. It's Mm -hmm. not a good feeling. Absolutely. It happened to me once or twice, but I haven't worn contacts uh, almost at all in the last six years, ever since I got glass in my eye, so... 
I can see how that might put a damper on things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the glass ended up in my eye, but it was while I was wearing contact. I have a buffer. Yeah, I, I've been recently thinking about going back to contact, so thank you for grossing me out from ever doing that again. Uh, dedicated to that lady who had all those contacts. Kiss, kiss. Biggie loves you. Okay, good night, Jake. Have a good, good luck with the podcast. Build me up, bought a cup, baby, just to let me down. Mess me around, worst of all, you never call, baby, when you say you will. I love you still. I need you more than anyone, darling. You know that I have from the start. So fill me up. But a cup don't break my heart.